the very core of it is about the human experience. And we ask ourselves, does this improve the lives of the person who's wearing it? And um, if the answer is yes, then um, that's our approach. The Uniformer. Insights and interviews into the people and companies that drive the markets for uniforms, image apparel, and public safety equipment. The Uniformer is a production of the North American Association of Uniform Manufacturers and Distributors, the NAUMD. Hi, this is Rick Levine from the NAUMD, and we are talking today with Luli Yang of Luli Yang. It's so great to have you on the, the podcast today, Luli. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Rick. Yeah, of course. Of course. I'm in love with your business because there's so much to it. But, you know, if you wouldn't mind, just give us an overview to start with of what, you know, what are the activities that Luli Yang performs throughout the year at your namesake company, Luli Yang? I do. Almost everything, you know, as a business owner, um, we kind of have our hands in a little bit of everything uh, with the focus in design and production, um, kind of product development. So for me, it's all about design. Everything's kind of born from from the heart of design. And so we started out as a design studio, um, but I we do production, development, um, R&D. We do pretty much everything that uh, client needs uh, for for not just the uniform um, area, but also other ready-to-wear and couture. All from one shop. Our heart is all, all together, but we have a couple uh, locations. So we have our design studio where we do uh, R&D, and uh, we also have a, a sample room, a sewing room, and we have also a showroom slash boutique, so that's more retail. And uh, these days, I've been spending a lot more time in the in the R and D design studio. And you're you're the principal designer, of course. Mm-hmm. And are you the mm-hmm. only designer? I'm not the only designer. So I'm uh, I'm the creative director and and one of the senior designers. But we have a very very talented team of um, designers and you know production managers and technical designers that we work with. And I couldn't do this without without the talent of our team. So I, I speak on all of our behalf when we speak today, um, that um, we're all very passionate about what we do. And what you do has, it's a, it's a strong style. You won, you won an award for your um, airline program. Um, I know I wanna ask you about the Amazon program, which is very distinctive. And um, so maybe you could talk a little bit about the design philosophy that's that's driving this this great market, you know, style that you've brought. Well, through through the um, my whole design career, I, my philosophy has not changed, and um, it has always been very human um, human experience focused. So I always see uh, every solution that we um, we look at at the very core of it is about the human experience. And we ask ourselves, does this improve the lives of the person who's wearing it? And um, if the answer is yes, then um, that's our approach. If the answer is no, then we pretty much just say, then that's not a solution for us. So at the core of our business is all about elevating the human experience through design, through strategic solution and innovation. Wow. 
incredible goals. Do you have a examples of how that manifests itself maybe like like let's pick on the amazon program because i'm i'm just uh, amazed by that on the one hand you had this unbelievable ramp up of employees i mean what they've hired incredibly fast at amazon and mm-hmm. the production had to you know ramp very quickly and there's this um wonderful uh, uh color block kind of uh, style to it. And mm-hmm. there's this, um, can you talk to us about maybe how that philosophy ended up manifested a bit in the Amazon program, maybe? Yes, yes. So so with, with uniform design, uh, it's, it's, it's actually an expression of the brand, right? Uniform is about the expression of the brand. The functionality is equally important because the people who are, who are representing the brand are out there wearing the uniforms. Um, you know, that's how they speak about the brand and they speak about their pride in that. Our philosophy of, of the human experience has to do with, it, it's emotional and it's physical. The emotional side is more the, the brand pride and, and you know, the representation of who, who, uh, who this brand is. Let's say Alaska Airlines has a certain persona. Amazon has a certain persona. The uniform should represent that. So that's an emotional kind of connection between the wearer, the public who sees the garment and, and the client for me. Mm-hmm. So, the, the, so the brand itself. On the physical side, um, from the human experience implementation, we look at the most comfortable, the most easy care, the most flexible textiles and fibers that we can find. So those are all things that improve everyone's lives. We all want things that feel good when we put it on. And my goal is for every employee who has to wear uniforms to wake up in the morning and look forward to taking it out of the closet and putting it on and and not the other way around. So I think I have succeeded on behalf of our customers if we have achieved that goal is that, you know, I look forward to putting that on and um, I will take good care of it because I respect what it represents. And um, at the end, it's good for everybody to, to, to have this. So the design approach is all about the human being and how they feel and that connection, that relationship with what they wear and what it represents. So I'm smiling. You can't see that on a podcast, but I'm smiling because your, um, your thread there reminded me of something. And that is that the quick service restaurants had uh, somewhat... Um, of, a, of an issue at one point, I was told, uh, because some polo shirts that they were being issued were so comfortable and so um, acceptable as common everyday wear that employees were wearing them on their off days. And so now they're wearing out faster. So now it becomes a larger line item for the franchise, for the store owner, because the, the inventory is turning over more. What I'm hearing from um, Lulu Yang is, well, that's a compliment to the designer and the, you know, uh, and the, you know, the the supplier that the employee is so comfortable in the uniform that they're willing to wear it on their day off. It is it it, it is a compliment. Uh, it is a compliment if they wear it because they they feel very at ease in it and they can do their job really well. And not only their job, they can do their grocery shopping also. I think um, I think the 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 life expectancy. Yeah, if we talk about the life expectancy of the uniform, it can be preserved by obviously the textile selection and the care 
and it has to do with education as well and communication with the employees who are wearing this. And that's where I spoke earlier about respect. Respect for the brand, meaning you respect what you're wearing. You don't show up at work with a stain on the front and that is, you know, needs to be clean. You need to show up tidy and groomed. There's a policy, we write policies for our clients and because um, the communication and policy piece is just as important, right? You can deliver a fabulous product, but if people don't know how to use it correctly, it will, it will break and it won't last as long. And the longevity of that piece of garment is, is, is important for our, cust- our customers and our clients because it means the investment that they make into customizing and the love we put into developing it is going to be appreciated. And, mm-hmm. and so, so I think shopping in the grocery store with a logo, you know, with a, with a company, I've, it all depends on the company policy and 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 um and and care for it has to do with pride and how people uh, respect what they wear, um so that I think can be solvable. But if you see, if I I get calls, this is funny. I get calls from the uh, the drivers of Amazon into our boutique, right? We don't sell these inside our boutique, but they want to buy. They say, "Can I buy more of these shorts or pants? They're so comfortable. I want to wear it." at all times, but do you have it without the logo? Because we're not allowed. So that's a compliment to me. A hundred percent. I love that. The users are happy. That is success. Boy, I wonder if we're onto something there. Like, should that be the follow-up, you know, when people do wear tests, you know, should the question, should one of the key questions be, would you wear this, you know, without it being a uniform? Would you purchase this at the gap if it were for sale would you know it's oh like- yeah i actually uh this is one of our um design process questions internally would people buy this would i buy this and wear it would i spend my own money yeah would i spend twenty dollars on this if, it, if if it was my choice and not because i have to and if the answer is yes we also have success there and so so i i think I think that that beginning stage of that concept and design and that whole development and, the, and understanding the psyche and really listening, really, really listening to the client and their employees and what they want is key to success. And um, we never, never go into a project with a preconceived notion of what the solution is going to be until we def- we know the employees inside and out and also the company. So we need to learn the brand. Usually we're working with the marketing uh, directors on that, you know, the marketing department who drives kind of that brand. And then, um, then we do, uh, we do focus groups, we do surveys, we ask a lot of questions, we go watch how they people work, and we look at the functionality of their, you know, what their bodies have to do, all the mechanics of, of what that uniform has to do with the, along with the body on the body. That, that to me is really what we do best in our company is we um, we are strategic about every decision. We ask that question about the human experience. Does it elevate? Um, does it give you pride? And uh, is it comfortable? Is it care? Is, is, is it going to um, have a good life? <laughs> Shelf life? You know, it's going to, is it going to mm-hmm. last because of the way it's designed? And so all of those puzzles come together um, to form a solution for a program that is customized. And we, we specialize in custom only. I don't know if you know that, Rick. We, we don't do anything else but um, custom branded uniforms in the uniform mm. category. In other words, you manufacture, you design and manufacture everything 
uh, as part of the uniform, all components, if you will. All, everything. Everything that um, our rule of thumb is if it touches the human body, then we design it. So we've done uh, we've done these uh, Amazon um, bicycle helmets and uh, delivery so that there are delivery service um, providers that are on bikes. So we have yeah. helmets and we have uh, vests, we have safety vests, we have you know different um, accessories. Uh, so we we do we do everything that touches the human form, the human body. And while you could say Amazon and an airline are both in the in a similar industry, they're really not. <laughs> uh, you know um, how, and many uniform companies end up being known for. Oh, they're very good at security. They're very good at you know hotel. Correct. Yeah. They're very good yeah. At casino. Mm -hmm. um, but it seems like your organization a has a, a lot of experience in so many areas. Um, and is so good in so many areas. Specifically, I go to your website and I see these beautiful bridal gowns and mm -hmm. I see, you know, some wonderful fashion items. Um, and then these, you know, amazing uh, editorial photos of some of the uniform programs that you've designed. And it all sort of is a whirlwind of style. Is that presenting a, a challenge for your purchasers? Like, I, I need to put this, this company in a bucket and I'm having trouble putting them in a bucket. Oh, you know, um, I love challenges and, and I think our whole team loves the reason why our portfolio our portfolio is vast and very broad is because um, we we find solutions for every problem, right? So we don't say no until we have exhausted all the solutions. And I I think uh, life is about growth and learning. And if we continue to do only the same thing over and over again, first of all, it's not exciting. We, we, we like mm -hmm. diversity. We like what we learn from the airline industry applies to um, maybe the Amazon or the hotels, you know, and what we learn over at the hotel industry can also help us supplement our thinking and our innovation in other areas. And I think because we work on so many different categories of products, it allows us to provide solutions that are super innovative, very forward thinking, and very well-rounded. Because uniforms is not like a fashion with a season, right? And you have a you have a market. You say, you know, my client is age 24 to 30 and she's a size X. It's not that. Uniform is everybody in this, you know, continent from size 00 to 32. Or from, you know, this is this is this is a completely different approach to design than what you would do in the fashion industry, usually with seasons and with the very, it's almost like you're an actor and you're typecasted and you're always in romantic comedies. I don't want to be that person. I want to be like Meryl <laughs> Streep. I want to be Meryl Streep because she can do comedy, she can do drama, she can do thrillers, she can do. So I want to be that designer who is known for the, pro the successful process and approach and perspective and not casted by category. That makes sense. I love it. Oh, 100%. And I love it. And let's add singing to Meryl's repertoire. Oh, right? I know. She's, she can do musicals. <laughs> so just think of just think of Meryl Streep when you think, you know, if you, you, I want to be her. I think she's yeah. great. You know, and, and I, I really like what, you know, your approach because, you know, you can have a mannequin and you can take fabric and you can drape it over the mannequin, but, you know, the end result is going to be dramatically different based on what 
uh, just saying it back to you, I guess, based on what the client is telling you their business problem is. Right. Yes. And yes. part of the business problem may be that branding effort. Part of the business problem or, or thing to solve is um, uh, vocational. Right. Is job mm -hmm. function. Mm -hmm. uh, part of it may be logistics. Part of mm -hmm. it may be, you know, um, something else. But yeah. And so not only do you have to account for all the sizing, um, but in our industry, it's crazy. You often have to account for, you know, six different climates because, exactly. you know, Exactly. How do we solve for that and limit the skews in the collection right. so that the inventory doesn't go haywire and crazy? And um, so, yeah, planning for that it, it, it's, it's really, really fun, super fun, super fun, super challenging, because because when you find the solution that works and you see the joy in, in the people that wear it, it's really a food for my soul. For my whole team, we were so happy that this is what we work for. Is that moment when people wear it and you see them on the job and they're they feel good, they feel proud, and uh, and you know sometimes sometimes I ask them they don't know who, who I am. I ask them, I see them down the street driving around and then they're walking around. It's like, hey, what do you think of your uniform? And you know they give me input with with, with non biased input, not knowing that I designed it. I love that. Any surprising answers that you've gotten or, mm. um, but, you know, that's like a job hazard in our industry, right? You can't go someplace without noticing the uniforms. You can't. And then to see your own, I imagine it is extremely tempting to say. Well, we're all very critical. I think, you know, we're critical of our own. We, we look at the fit. We say, okay, is he comfortable? Is he moving the way he should be moving? I mean, that's a heavy box. Is he bending down? Okay. And then, and then I usually, if it's, it's, they're not in a hurry, I ask them a few questions and you, they're happy to share. Usually people are happy to share their input. They're happy to tell me. And then I take that back to our team. And um, if we hear a lot of people saying the same thing, you know, that means something. It's, it's wonderful um, instant research, anecdotal research that, you know, you can't really get by bringing somebody to your showroom and having them wear it and walk around in front of you. <laughs> correct, yeah. correct. It needs to be real, real people, real people. And so you said something interesting a minute ago also about, you know, this concept of seasons, right? So it's like on the medical side, they kind of have developed these three seasons to the scrub, you know, world mm -hmm. where we'll, we'll come out with prints, you know, three times a year kind of thing. But the traditional you know, hospitality or transportation or industrial accounts uh, don't, you know, operate that way. Uh, you, they adopt a, a program and then they, you know, you're expected to have that for three, five, seven years. Um, but a lot of purchasers are of the fast fashion generation now, and they're used to seeing things come and go very quickly. Um, some, you know, a, a designer for department stores can respond to a trend quickly can get something in the you know the product mix right away and you know some uniform providers are are saying that you know that kind of affects uh, them they get pushed on by uh, their larger clients saying can't we have something new each year and um has has that affected your has fast fashion affected Lily Yang's business, I guess, is the short version of that question. I think fast fashion has affected everyone's business in the last, you know, 15, 20 years. And I see actually a trend of individuals wanting the opposite now. And there's a term of slow fashion, and that's coming back. Slow fashion is coming back. 
and, and it's the total opposite. It's about thoughtful purchases, responsible purchases. You know who you're purchasing it from and you know what you're buying. And um, you're intentional. You're intentional about it. And you keep it for longer because it will last longer. So that's the, the good news is that um, there's that coming. The slow fashion is coming. And that, that's starting to get into people's minds. And they're appreciating that kind of individuality and that special touch. Yeah. Um, but but mm. as far as uniform goes and the uh, relationship, you know, between that and how people are used to shopping on their own on fast fashion, I think... I think as the uh, brand, let's say, let's take one of our customers. Our customers are, are always saying, you know, do I need to, uh, how often, how, how long will this last? Because they assume that because I'm a fashion designer, I'm going to make it super trendy. And they're afraid that it has a life expectancy of one year. And it's not. If you look at, okay, let's just take an example. I think it's so beautiful. Uh, Singapore Airlines. Yeah, Singapore Airlines uniform for their uniform has been, I believe, like that, the same uniform for 60 years. And it's gorgeous. It's timeless, right? And there's a cultural kind of aspect to it. So it lasts a long time. And then there's also very trendy, um, trendy um, solutions that go away. And then the client has to kind of re rebrand itself in the uniform process. So my philosophy is to, to, to create timeless designs and um, and then refresh. So I don't think we need to redesign because there's we need to you know control the inventory, make sure that the brand is consistent, and people get used to seeing somebody you know the the, the service provider wearing a certain uniform. You don't want to change that at all. It's just like we don't change our logo, our company logo every three mm -hmm. years. We don't. People start to trust the logo. They have a feeling about this, and they don't want to change. People actually don't want that changed the consumer who are looking at the person wearing the uniform but for the employees who are wearing the uniform i we do refreshments we call them refresh we will refresh it by little changes maybe a little accessory um refreshments for mm -hmm. the for the airline industry we have different seasonal ties and scarves jewelry you know pins those things can change um, even shirts can have a couple different colorways that we can we can switch it uh, in and out. And, um, mm. but, but, but I, I, I also say that, um, uniforms like software, yeah, you cannot design something and expect it to last and work the same way in 10 years. You have to keep your eye on it and you have to keep your user in mind because the user's experience changes and their expectation changes. So it's like software. They like it. You know, we use, use Microsoft Word now for, you know, how many, how many decades? I don't know, long time. But it's not the same version that we started with, is it? Looks the same, looks the same, but the functionality and the innovation has changed. And we stay on top of technology so that, you know, maybe it looks the same, but the fiber is more stretchy and the articulation of the sleeve is better. And it's just more comfortable to sit at long hours in that in a cockpit. So, those are the things, you know, some of the things we put into play are not seen, but felt. And um, that that's important as well. A hundred percent. And I mean, you're actually saying some of them right now, as far as, you know, what are the challenges then? So the challenges are to uh, time the, those, um, you know, refreshments in, in essence, right? Is that mm -hmm. part of the, um, the balance that you have? What are, 
you know, what are other challenges with um, the design and production process with companies today that you see, or, or maybe exciting changes? Maybe there's positive changes that you're seeing instead of the challenges. I can tell you what I wish for. Okay. <laughs> um, so one of the challenges is, um, you know, by finding more options for uh, sustainable fibers and products and responsible and sustainable that are also low cost. And I think if more people would specify this and, and, and all of us used it, let's say all, everybody, every, all uniform companies, all apparel industry chooses to use only it's supply and demand, right? And, and in the beginning it was super expensive and it's getting better, but it still costs 10, 15% more to choose a textile that's recycled sometimes. So, but, but I want to choose this, but price points of uniforms is important because you know, we, we replenish it quite often and people are wearing them you know, eight to 10 hours a day. So my wish is for the apparel industry, which it's a challenge, but I hope that it comes, you know, becomes not a challenge, is that we, we have affordable, sustainable green products um, and, and, and fibers and textiles to choose from, um, just like we do today for everything else. And um, that's, that's what I hope to see. Uh, and we're trying to, we, we, yeah, we, we try to select as much as possible. So that, I think that's, that's, that's what I wish for. And that's the challenge I see. Do you think it's, I mean, you mentioned the supply and demand. It also reminds me kind of like the electric car. Like, you know, we've had the ability to make an electric car for quite a long time. We have the ability to make sustainable fabrics, right? It just mm -hmm. is this slow process of adoption and certain manufacturers being bold like Tesla and saying, nope, this is what we're going to do and we're doing it and we're going to pump out a million cars a year or whatever they're doing. Right. Right. And, um, you know, and, and if I think your dream could be realized if a few large players take the lead, start insisting that everything be sustainable and then everyone else is going to follow, you know, right along. Yeah. Not that we're lemmings, but it does take that kind of uh, leadership. Yeah, and, and sustainability to, to me means two things, right? One is uh, using green products and, and, and responsible, you know, creating things in a responsible way and not wasteful. Um, mm. This sustainable to me also can be implemented in a different way. So you can, you can have it in the beginning where you choose the raw materials that are sustainable and, and, and responsible. And then you can also, uh, as a business, now this is a business decision for me, um, I chose to do custom couture gowns when I first started my business and, and bridal gowns 20 years ago, but I didn't mass produce anything. I, I only made them once they were commissioned. So every mm -hmm. single piece I made had a wearer in mind already. Nothing goes to waste. Yeah. So that's sustainable mm -hmm. to me. No waste, no, not, none of that 40% leftover inventory going to the landfill. You know, there's none of that. No waste. Mm -hmm. Um, uniform, this is why I love uniform so much. And I kind of started a whole department on just for, for uniform design uh, a few years ago is that, you know, uniform is also in that category for me. It's, it's not wasteful. I, I only design for clients who have already a group of employees who are waiting to wear this and everything I design will be used and none of it is going into wherever, wherever the abyss of, you know, fast fashion at the very end. You create a very cheap, a million pieces. You sell 60% of it, maybe 50% of a regular price, right? 
And then the rest of it, maybe sell another 20, 30% at discounted price. And then the rest of it, I don't know where it goes. It's got to go somewhere on earth. To the rag merchants. <laughs> yeah, or, or it's in trash. Or it's in trash because it's already over at that time. You know, when it's, the trend is over. And then, so that's, um, there's two ways to, 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 I think, look at sustainability. And that's what it means to me. Yeah, I, I'm liking that explanation or that uh, philosophy. So we have a design philosophy and we have a sustainability philosophy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, and it's all it's all good for the earth and good for human you know human experience. If we if we're more careful, it's good for us. Yeah, and I also like the through line that you just drew between the couture bridal business uh, being for a specific wearer. You know, so here's a person that is commissioning one specific garment. Uh, and then you brought it forward 20 years where now you have 10,000 workers, you know, or a thousand or a hundred, right? It might be a super small program, who knows? But, uh, and and it's, it's couture still. It's, this has specifically been asked for because these hundred people or these thousand people need to wear that. Um, exactly. I, I love that through line. Exactly, yeah, our approach is uh, the same no matter you know, whether it's for one person or for a brand with 80,000 employees. So the, the thinking behind it and the whole process is the same. Of course, once it gets to manufacturing, it's a completely different beast, right? M mass production, managing that and scaling that, um, scaling that is uh, with, with the growth of some of our clients, um, you know, that they, that's really exciting to, to watch the success of our customers and to watch the growth. And, and um, we've had the uh, honor and privilege of working with some really great clients who, who are growing. And, and we, we, we have amazing relationships with them where we have transparency into the business planning. And that's important because we're also consultants. We're not just designers and we're not just manufacturers, we're consulting. And because of that, we're in the forefront of what's happening. So we can forecast really far ahead, you know, what is needed. And that's, um, that's kind of key for, 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 for success too, is to understand holistically what the business needs and not just what the uniform needs. And I think you just explained how the philosophy of improving the lives of the wearers <laughs> manifests itself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that we just went full circle in our, in our chat here because um, we got back to the whole idea of improving the life of that you know, of that one wearer, but predictability on forecasting, boy, that, then you're getting into some, you know, crazy territory. And especially in this past year with the pandemic has probably wreaked havoc for um, your global supply chain and for many of the, um, the fast growing, you know, companies that either were halted temporarily or had, uh, had immediate need because capacity went way up in the pandemic. You know, um, we serve a lot of uh, emergency um, organizations. We serve a lot of, um, you know, necessary businesses. Um, has, has your client base been overtly um, affected by all of this? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, of course, in the, I mean, both up and down, right? Travel industry was really hurt in the last year. And I've broke my heart and I was very worried. Um, but I think everyone will come out okay. It's almost over. It's almost over. Right. Um, yes. um but 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 speaking of of the pandemic, we 
we in the beginning of the the COVID, you know, last March, we pivoted our design studio to do R and D and research on masks, and we. Over the last year, we we produced millions and millions of masks for our uniform uh, clients, and um, it felt really good to be able to do that and scale it so quickly. We we pretty much from start to first shipment it was only six weeks. So from the moment we started designing to delivery the first batch into North America was like six weeks, and we had to move quickly, quickly there. So we we pivoted some of our factories and you know into doing masks from garment to mask manufacturing um because there was such a need for it uh that was very it was a difficult year for everybody uh, for many reasons and and for us we were just very uh proud to be able to uh put our expertise into play to help help the people that um you know that for, throughout 2020 that was been a that was a tough one and logistics were very hard too just moving the products into <laughs> into where it needs to go to the people, yes. right? Let's just, you know, how right. that is. You see what's going on right now. It's just hard to move things when there's such a bottleneck. It's been quite a ride for you and this company that you that you started. It's it's doing you're doing phenomenal and my, you know, uh, I applaud you. Would you recommend this industry to Lulu Yang, you know, 21 years old coming out of design school still? Uh, would you recommend this to, you know, recent college graduates? Would you recommend this to your niece, nephew, daughter, you know, to get into? I do. Into? <laughs> I do. I am so passionate about uniforms. I, uh, I mean, when I went, when I started my business, I didn't know I would get into uniforms. But once I started to do it, it, it really, it really crosses all the T's and dots all the I's for me as far as job satisfaction and career satisfaction, because um, I, I just like, I like the people, the people-centric um, type of work that we do with mm -hmm. uniforms and, and with fashion. You know, I think this is the, if we want to be involved in fashion, work with garments and work with people and really make a difference, this is how we do it. Love that. Bravo. You can see more at luliyang.com. Contact info information is on there. And Lily, it was such a pleasure to speak with you today. I really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, thanks, Rick. Uh, thanks for having me.